Good evening, folks, and welcome to a Sunday edition of Backyard Racing Nation, presented by our sponsor, Richmar Flores. Bill, wow, hey. what, a, what a speed weeks we've had, and what a last couple weeks of racing we've had all over. And, and we got, you know, a, a guest at 6.30, World of Outlaw late model driver, Kyle Strickler, who is the current point leader, but let's we've seen so far between dirt speed weeks and nascar speed weeks my man we have seen some interesting racing and some very very shocking first time winners and and let's start off with daytona bill did you see michael mcdowell coming out out of nowhere and getting that win no, no way. If you had told me the week before that Michael McDowell would have won the Daytona 500, I would have literally looked at you and laughed. I think I would have agreed with you. I definitely would have agreed with you. You know, and then we have, you know, last weekend, Christopher Bell getting his first win for uh, Joe Gibbs for, in the number 20. Uh, on a road course, not, not what I thought he was going to be dominant at. Kind of figured... This you know, is... he'd, be, he'd be better here at the roll ovals, but uh, so far, speed weeks and, and NASCAR yeah. has not let us down. And let, neither has go. the dirt series, the dirt late models, the world of outlaw sprint cars, and the world of outlaw late models. Lucas Oil, they have not let us down. <laughs> Excuse me, some great racing has happened uh, at East Bay at Volusia so far. It's been phenomenal racing, and I think everything's going to be turning up a notch here as we start getting into the swing of spring and then in the summertime and then winding down. Um, your season, your season here racing yourself doesn't—I mean—starts here in not that long from now. No, I mean, next you're, you're, <laughs> you are back defending. You are a back being. You are a defending champion. So. Um, Let's not leave out of that, yeah. that that you're going to be defending the championship. Going to be a, a, a wrong, long, long road this year. Uh, not really defending it as it's kind of um, we moved up into a different class. So we're oh, not really defending, <laughs> not really defending. But, uh, you know, I, I wish the guys that are racing that series the best of luck and hope they all have a great and safe season and looking to see who's going to come out on top. Some young talent some young talent coming up that's you know got their eyes on nascar and and the future of auto racing and you know we're talking about the young kids but man oh man you know let's let's talk about ty gibbs for a minute bill um what a wow the kid you know you thought the kid you know i was watching him in arc and i always thought you know ah he's in the best equipment money can buy a lot of people said that. A lot of people came out, oh, well, it's daddy's money. Well, you know what? He wasn't in the top tier team. He wasn't running, you know, to- completely top of the line equipment. And he comes out in his first time, first start in the Xfinity series and just dominates. And he runs all over the place with it. I, I can't be more proud of Ty Gibbs. Well, he was in, you know, I believe the 54 is a Gibbs car. Okay. Um, so he's in good equipment, but it's not like he's not the only car with great equipment. You have 
RCR now. You have Penske cars. You have the Gibbs car, all the Gibbs cars. And you have, you know, the the 10, the 11, the 16 of uh, college racing, and it's strong. So it's not like you just have, you know, just him and Arcus. But I was impressed how he handled himself, and and he did do a heck of a job doing wheeling that 54 Monster Energy car. So uh, I, he earned my respect and. What was really nice to see was some NASCAR drivers come out that's been there. Noah Gregson coming out to, you know, congratulate him out on the racetrack and, you know, to see Josh Williams do that. Yeah, but it was the emotion you saw in that young man's face was second to none. It really was. And. You know, we we last last night we we had another first time winner in uh, I think his name is Myatt. Mayan Snyder. Mayan Snyder. Um, yep. I, I I would say that that really was a shocker. I felt so bad for Noah Gregson. Um, just a total domination to have that happen. You know, but Noah was a class act in the media room. You know, he he, he said it was a tough thing, a tough lost and you just put it past you and you move on so I mean a class act you know he had to be aggravated probably you know even to the point of being you know mad but he he put on that front that a race car driver has to put on yeah he did do a fantastic job and you know feel bad for him just bad luck bad time bad all of it and we got the IndyCar season starting, you know, I think it's late March or April sometime. I have to, I'd have to look that up. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the, uh, what do you call it? You, you know, we had some uh, excitement surrounding the F1 race um, the other night with what's going on over in the Middle East. So, yeah, well, you know, uh, it is it is what it is with that stuff, but... Um, yeah, for sure, but, you, you know, something else, um, we need to, we, we, you and I have been, we're trying to work out a scheduling conflict to get on a very young midget driver, I believe it's midgets he's running in. Quarter midgets. Uh, quarter midgets. Uh, Stalker, um, it's his nickname and the name he goes by pretty much. Um. For, you know, he's really seeking out some sponsorship. They're really hurting because they lost all three of their main sponsors because COVID. Um, you know, folks, you, you're not realizing how bad COVID has affected these teams that you go out to the track on a Saturday night and watch. You know, they're, they're struggling to get sponsors. They're struggling to keep the sponsors they have. And some of those sponsors aren't able to stay afloat, you know, with their own businesses. And it's affecting these kids that are trying to come up. And it's really hurting the, their bottom line and their ability to race. And um, it's not it's not just, you know, the weekend racer. It's also big teams. Yeah, for sure. And it you know, is, so it, you, you've got. I mean, even in NASCAR, we're seeing the effects of it on some teams. Um, It's like I was talking to our good buddy, Spencer Boyd, and, you know, I was asking him how COVID affected getting sponsors. 
And uh, he told me he went from a ratio of, you know, getting one out of every 150 to 200 sponsors to commit to come aboard to maybe one out of every 450. So it's a harder sell because these companies, a lot of them are struggling themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's something that, that's going to be affecting racing for a long time to come. Because even once COVID is gone, the, the you know after effects on these companies that normally would sponsor these local guys or even NASCAR guys, they're going to be recovering for a year or two, and they're not going to have the money to throw out there like they did. So it's a ripple effect is what it really is. Yeah, it, 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 and it's a shame. It you really know, is. But, but, Bill, you know what? Speed Week started down here in Florida. Be, and what's sad, though, but it's also good for race car fans here in the state of Florida, Georgia, as well, that are close, that can travel to our racetracks here in Florida. Friday night, the World of Outlaws, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars will be making a return to Florida to continue oh, their yeah. season. Uh, Friday, they'll be at Volusia Speedway Park. Uh, Volusia Speedway, it's not park anymore. Um, and then Saturday night, down at East Bay Raceway Park, since first time since 1983, the World of Outlaw NASA Energy Drink Sprint Cars uh, will be making their return to uh, East Bay Raceway Park down there in uh, Barbersville, down there in uh, really. Brinson. Really, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that's going to be on the Lucas Oil TV because you know I'll be tuning in. Unfortunately, it's on Dirt Vision. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, folks, they will have Dirt Vision at both racetracks. You can watch it. Uh, Lucas Oil does only have their Lucas Oil uh, app through Mad TV. Um, but, Bill, you know, we've we've seen some good racing. Um We've seen some violent wrecks, so we call it, and drivers have walked away. Uh, you know, I got to talk at, at Volusia. I went up and talked to, you know, NASCAR Truck Series driver uh, Stuart Friesen and asked him what his opinion was about how, you know, how versatile he has become. Let, let's be honest, he runs – the trucks he's running the big block northeast modifieds and now he stepped into a super late model and i asked him when i had a chance you know what car do you like better and he said all three are different disciplines you cannot compare either one of them and i and i that for that was huge for a man of his accomplishments his his talent level and the respect he shows to each set of skills that each driver would have to have is phenomenal. And I, I got to commend him for that. Um, racing, it's one big group, but we all like what we like. And, you know, we got a lot of stuff starting to come out and happen, but Bill, uh, I understand you actually got a chance to, uh, you know, try your hand at some video game kind of racing. And, uh, yeah. I've been, um, I got NASCAR Heat 5 finally, and uh, I jumped in head first. Uh, I'm learning a lot of tracks. Um, I'm running in a league um, with some friends of ours, and uh, 
You know, I, I had the opportunity to hot seat in the Cup League, and I'm just now starting the development. And uh, at Atlanta, I brought it home third. So uh, I was very pleased with that because I've mainly been running in the back. And to be competitive was pretty cool. It's a lot of fun, ain't it? It really is, and it's wild how 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 I get the jitters before running. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I never thought I had the jitters playing a video game, but uh, I get them. Oh, now you know what a lot of us guys go through when we get to the racetrack Saturdays, and that adrenaline starts to kick in. You get a little bit of the jitters, but it's not yeah. the, not a bad jitter. You know, it's an uh, excitement level. I'll tell you something though: watching it, watching these guys that do the heat pro league and the I racing, it's like, I don't think I'll ever get to that level, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> it is. And you know, esports with COVID has brought a new, has brought a new level of fans into our group of racing. And, you know, it's nice to have a little bit more people coming in and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy that while we can kill still, uh, ride that wave and, Gotta thank Fox for uh, bringing attention to esports racing as well. <clears throat> um, you know, we got some. I just want to back up. You know, we we've been talking about you know how NASCAR drivers are and everything, but uh, how about the guys that have had careers in NASCAR <coughs> and now have a career in dirt racing and run it full time like Kenny Schrader and Kenny and, Wallace. Uh, Kenny Wallace who you know just absolutely loves dirt track racing and I, I seen a report that he made that he had with an interview with a reporter that they asked him why he drove what his brother calls those old dirt cars and Yep. You know, he spoke of how much passion he has for the UMP Modifieds, which is a division of dirt car Modifieds. And you can see the passion because the man just enjoys it. He really does. And, you know, I, I watch Kenny's weekly little chats he does from his sofa. And, um, and now he's doing them from the tracks again. And to listen to his story, you know, it, when he, cause he was so passionate about talking about why he ran that dirt car and why, you know, why he chooses to do that and to step away from NASCAR. And to be honest, when you look at Kenny Wallace and Ken Schrader and, these other older drivers and veteran drivers that are back doing dirt, they seem to have more fun on dirt than they ever had racing NASCAR ever. They, they seem like it's a chance to let their hair down and just hang out. And they get to come, you know, I'm sure the fans still kind of mob them here and there, but it gives them an opportunity to be closer to the fans too. And to just sit there and have the time to say, Oh, you want to, you want to sit in the race car and see, you know, get a picture here. Let me help your kid in. And cause they don't get that opportunity in NASCAR, you know, it, mm -mm. with so many impound events and stuff like that, 
you know, they can't just say, oh, your kid wants a picture in the race car. Here we go. Let me put him in the race car because NASCAR kind of founds on that. But they're out there running the weekly dirt series. Well, hell yeah, here. I'll even fire it up with him in it. You know, it's I had that experience as a kid at Langley Motor Speedway in Hampton, Virginia. Um, I, I was a big fan of I can't even think of his name now. Um, but he was he was one of the favorites. And I remember going down there and telling him that he was my favorite driver. I was like nine or ten. And he said, well, climb on in. So I climbed in the race car, and he reaches in there, and he fires that sucker up, and that vibration, I never wanted to get out. (laughs) (laughs) He accused me of trying to run his car out of what fuel was left in it. He was joking, so I'll never forget that experience. But, you know, at the dirt level and the local level, that's something these guys can give these kids. Mm -hmm. So... It's, it's what NASCAR has been missing. Yeah. The connection between its fans and their drivers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can you can well we got connections with our fans through our autograph sessions and and stuff like that, but it's it's definitely not the same and you know, NASCAR, you know, guy NASCAR, if you listen to anybody, listen to your fans. It's not about, you know, what we get for the ticket, what you can get for the ticket. It's what you give us back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I've been to a local track and those fans to me are more passionate about what they're sitting there watching than the fans at a NASCAR track. Not taking anything away from NASCAR fans. I am one and I will continue to be one. But when you go to a NASCAR track, you know, you don't you don't see the fans that that sit there and they're cheering this one guy and God help you if you so much as say the the rival's name, they go have an argument with you right up that right up close and personal. You know, and that's just an intensity in the fans you just don't see at NASCAR tracks. Not anymore. Not you anymore. Back anymore. in the day when I you and I were growing up and going, it was still there. But nowadays, you know, you want to know fans take their rivalries to an extreme online. They're keyboard warriors and unfortunately to me that's not a good thing because that results in somebody being bullied and people getting hurt, you know. And a lot of times it's kids that end up on the losing end of this. So they they have the gall to maybe post something about their favorite driver on Twitter or something, and they get attacked for it by fans of a rival driver. It's like, God, let them be fans. You're going to chase them away from the sport we love. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the problem. You know, we we don't remember who. You know, our the kids of the of racing are the future. But you know, Bella. You know, we've we've always talked about you know what the future of racing looks like. You know, I've been looking down through the series all the way down to ARCA and, and past ARCA actually down to, you know, the super late model series that's running around Florida, running around but, you other know, places. Look at, there's a lot of up and coming drivers. So, 
you know, you the the talent level is huge. The talent level that's coming up is going to be young and a, a fresh face. Let, let's you know, let's talk about for an example. She's running full time Marca and going to run some uh, trucks for Young's Motorsports. Tori and her last name, you know, totally slips in my mind. I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, she, you know, she made a big splash the other day. She was on, you know, big deal for Young's Motorsports, and for her, she was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and uh, you know, that's kind of big for our sport right now, and especially at the level she's racing, and she's running for a small team. So, you know, to have that that publicity out there, you know, it, it's a great thing for for her, for the sport, for, you know, not just, you know, anybody uh, that's coming in here under the, uh, I think it's called, what is it, the diversity program or something? Mm-hmm. Yep, and NASCAR's she, diversity. She is, you know, we don't have a lot of female drivers, and unfortunately the ones we do have take a lot of flack for it, and that that's not right either. And I, I look forward to the, the uh, her career. I look forward to watching Haley Deegan this season in the truck series. Um, there, there are mm-hmm. so many up and coming women drivers that, you know, deserve our attention and deserve that we, for us to sit up and take notice. So it, they just go, a lot of the, the, a lot of the women drivers, you know, they kind of get overlooked <clears throat> and that that's unfortunate. Yeah. And, and it definitely is unfortunate. It's not fair to those. You know, in a, in a, do you hear a lot of things? Oh, well, she's just another Danica. Well, you want to know something? Danica broke a lot of um, uh, barriers come when she came into NASCAR. Was racing with a competitive team. I mean, she she was there. You know, a few weeks out of every every month. You know, at least two weeks. I mean. Yeah, she got into a lot of incidents or whatever, but you know, you cannot take away from her what she did in NASCAR, not to mention to become the first female IndyCar winner. Yeah. So she's she she's done a lot for NASCAR. She's done a lot for IndyCar. And, and personally, you know, uh I, she was good for the sport. Um it, she brought a lot of young ladies to NASCAR. Oh, yeah. You know, somebody I wish could could have raced during this day and time instead of back in the 80s and 90s is Patty Moise. Because I feel like she would have been giving her a bigger shot at a better ride and better equipment and really had a better career. Mm, that's a good observation. I like that observation. That's a That's fairly a good observation. I met her a number of times growing up. And the one thing you can never take away from her was the intensity that she had about her sport. And, you know, looking at it now, understanding the sport from a financial and an equipment angle that I didn't as a child, you know, to keep that intensity and that ferocity and know you're running on subpar equipment that you're running at the back of the pack at best. And the only way you're really going to get up there and lead a lap is if you stay out under green when everybody else pits, that has to be trying on the driver. And it doesn't matter who the driver is period to, to know that's what your equipment is. But 
when you stick with it, to me, that shows um, a lot of fortitude and what you're made of. And that's what gets you into a better ride. Gut check time. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, look at look at the race we're watching right now. Chris Bouchard, I think I said that wrong again. Busher. Busher has really done well. I, I'm trying to see who's leading now. It was William Larson. Byron. Oh, is it Larson up there now? Larson, yeah. Yeah, it's Larson. Uh, I don't see where Busher even fell to. So 18th. Ew, well, he was dominating earlier. You know, I just have a feeling this is the year of the young gun. This is the year we see these kids step up in all three series and make a name for themselves. Look at Ben Rhodes. He's won both of the truck series races so far. Um, there, there's a lot of young, young drivers that actually got cup rides this year that are out to prove something. And they sure as heck starting off well. I'm just really happy for Michael McDowell and that small team of front row motorsports. And Loves has stuck with him for so long. I thought it was really, really wonderful that Loves was on the hood for uh, Daytona and they finally saw, you know, fruition to their investment. So... Oh, he's he's running in the top ten right now. Yeah, I just saw that he's running just, tonight. Just over sixty laps to go, and and let's not count that he. Wow. I believe he finished in the top ten even after that wreck at the road course. So he did. So, you know, and Michael so, McDowell is now a four. He, he keeps us up top tens every week. We he's already locked into the playoffs. Could we see a shocker? I know it's early to be talking playoffs, but. I mean, you know the thing. The thing with right now for that team of front row motorsports, the 500 win was a huge increase in pay for them. A top ten at the road course again, big payout for them. Right now, they are benefiting from those those performances where they're able to buy more tires. Buy, exactly. Have stuff ready to go. Better you know, get better equipment going on. You know, I read somewhere that uh, winning the 500 and the extra money that infused that team with, they did not have the max number of engines and chassis that they were allowed. The team was able to go out. I don't know if it's true. Like I said, I'm reading this from a media source that I haven't had a chance to back up. But if it's true, from what I read, the team was able to go out and buy an extra chassis and they're still one below what NASCAR allows. So, you know, that, that hurts them too. So it, it's the fact they won that. Now they can go buy some much needed equipment and they're not running, you know, new equipment, not be running second uh, hand-me-downs. Yeah. So it's nice to see that team get a good boost of morale. Yeah. Uh, funding, you know, it, it is nice. And, you know, uh, it, it's the feel good story of the season. Right yeah. Now. Between, you know, for a cup, that's the feel good for me. Ty Gibbs would be the feel good in Xfinity. And we really haven't had a great feel good story in truck yet. No, we haven't, but Bill, you know, we're getting ready for our guest. He's supposed to be joining us at six 30. Uh, we are. I just, um, just, uh, sent out the link for him to come on in with us. Uh, Want to send out to his mom, 
uh, a happy birthday. Uh, she's a sweetheart lady. She sells his merchandise at the racetracks. Um, super nice people that they, you know, family. His dad is a great person. Uh, I can't just say enough about, you know, how I was even shocked. And I'm from Pennsylvania. And I, my wife has grown up in the area. You know, I never knew that Kyle Strickler was from Pennsylvania. Uh, we have friends that are, you know, mutual. And through those mutual friends, I found out he's from Pennsylvania. And it just thrilled me to death because I thought he was just some some guy from Mooresville, North Carolina that, you know, just started racing. <laughs> I hear you. But uh, he has grown up at Grandview Speedway and. You know, he was involved with some very popular names in the Northeast, uh, uh, Central Pennsylvania area, Kenny Brightville, when he was racing his modified. Uh, so, you know, it's it's nice to to see that he's still carrying on and and doing what he loves to do. And as soon as he pops in here, we'll introduce him to our guests, uh, you to know, our I, listeners. And I had an opportunity to get to watch him race on Mav TV back during winter nationals so uh you know i learned a lot about that about the series he's running in through winter nationals um my first experience with dirt racing (laughs) (laughs) that's all right my friend you know uh what's nice is right now the our guest kyle strickler known as the high side tickler uh not really sure how he got that name and we're gonna find out though but um he is the current Morton Builders World of Outlaw Late Models point leader. He did pick up two wins during Winter Nationals, uh, one win during the Sunshine Nationals at Volusia, and then he picked up a Gator Nationals uh, again at Volusia Speedway. Uh, so great guy, great person to talk to. Um, he should be ducking in here anytime now. Yeah, hopefully uh, he gets in here soon. Um, but Bill, uh, it, it's gonna be an. I, I look forward to this. Uh, you're gonna learn a lot. Uh, it's uh, one of those things that you're used to being around pavement and and the small car stuff. But uh, you know, you got to see some. You know, super late model racing on Lucas Oil TV at East Bay. Bill, what was your first impression of, of the super late models? Yeah, I, I tuned in that first night of Winter Nationals, and I had no clue what to expect. Um, I tuned in, and I started watching them, you know, take laps, and it was like, okay. You know, I, I always thought, I knew dirt was competitive. I, I didn't know how competitive. I mean, I, I watched drivers swap the same position for an entire race back and forth, and you know, we've heard the term slide job from Dale Jr. and NASCAR. Well, I got something to tell you. They ain't got nothing on, on the slide jobs I watched happen in Winter Nationals. <laughs> and it wasn't just one here and there. It was hundreds during a race. And it was just intense. The speed they're able to put out in those cars is just crazy. And... I honestly figured when I was watching that first night, I was like, I am going to see so many cautions that they're going to run like less than half of this race under green. Boy, was I wrong because they don't have a lot of cautions. There's some intense beating and banging going on. And 
it, it's just I some of the passes I, I honestly could I sat there and scratched my head how they pulled it off. So <laughs> Well the one thing with dirt racing compared to NASCAR, we don't count our, our, our yellow flag laps. <clears throat> it's green yeah, flag yeah. only. Well it's like I watched one guy bang off the wall, never seemed to let out of the throttle, and still makes the pass after banging off the wall. And I'm like, how? <laughs> it, it was an intense uh, Winter Nationals. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm really, now that we you know, we have that, that subscription for us, and I'm really looking forward to watching a ton more Um. I was watching some racing they had on there. I think it was last night or the night before. And it, it was, I guess it was kind of like a legends car out there on dirt. So uh, it, it was rather interesting. I didn't see much of it because I tuned in rather late to it. So, uh, but, but there's a lot of good racing on there and I look forward to that. Yeah. I, you're, you're in for a surprise, my friend, come, come summertime and how much racing really gets done. Uh, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good season. You know, it's going to be one of those seasons where, you know, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of surprises and, you know, uh, hard to tell what we're going to see coming up in the future, but, uh, hopefully, you know, it's some good show and we get to see a lot of stuff, but, uh, you know, yep. Yep. Well, as we still wait patiently for our guest, Kyle, you know, he's, He's having, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's having dinner with his parents, celebrating his mom's birthday. So we're gonna give him a little bit of a breather, and, and you know, not not beat him up too bad. <laughs> uh, but we'll give him a few more minutes, and then so I guess you shoot out a text at him. <laughs> I uh, I did let him know that around six thirty, we go ahead and start bringing him in. So it's okay, yep, yep. you know. It, family always trumps racing oh yeah oh yeah when you have you got your family time you know you're on the with these guys even nascar they're on the road so much every year when they have time to sit down with their family and enjoy you know whether it's a a pizza from domino's or a pizza from papa john's or whoever it's from local restaurant whatever you know, those, those folks, you know, they're going to enjoy it or, or, you know, the birth of their child, like, you know, our, our buddy Timmy Hill with the birth of his, his baby, you know, and, and Joey Gates with the birth of his twins. They're always going to remember those, those days and the time yeah. you get to take with your family, like with Kyle Bush, with him taking Brexton out racing, that winged goat cart with Clint Boyer and him and his son and, and Kyle Larson and his son, you know, they're going to remember that. And let me tell you, Brexton getting a win before his dad last year is, yeah. is, 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 is funny. And, you know, we say, you know, I, I like, to, I like to think that, that Brexton gave his dad, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of, heck a, a lot of guff. Oh yeah. I, I'm sure he and, did. You too. know, I, I can see, I can see this, that, that smart aleck remark. Hey dad, I got to win when you go get one. <laughs> <laughs> but and Kyle probably took it good naturedly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I hope so. <laughs> if he didn't, he's in trouble. But, you know, it, it is 
it's been an interesting season so far, and you know, yep. That's- I'm really looking forward to to the continued. I'm sitting here as we're talking, watching the last 44 laps, and Byron's back up front, so uh, going to get interesting. Don't here. count out that FedEx Toyota Denny Hamlin, my friend. No, no, not at he, all. He's all. coming. Yep, yep. He he's running back there, trying to see where he is. I think he's like seventeenth or nineteenth. No. Yeah, oh, he's not nineteenth, nineteenth. But uh, Scott, of all the paint schemes we've seen in the Cup Series this season, what's your favorite so far? Hmm. Man, that's a tough one. For me, hands down, it's the it's the uh, twenty four of William Byron that that brings back memories. I absolutely love the scheme they put on that car. Um, the, the it's bright and colorful again, and to me, that's what the twenty four should always be. Bright and colorful, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, it, it's a throwback to the rainbow rainbow warrior scheme, um, while still being completely different from it. And paying so. paying homage to probably, you know, one of the greatest drivers we've had in in NASCAR. Oh yeah, however you slice oh, yeah. it, one of the greatest. And you know, Bill, we got now Kyle on with us right All now. Right. Current point leader for the Morton Builders uh, Outlaw World of Outlaw Late Models. Kyle, welcome to Backyard Racing Nation. And uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, how's so far been going with the season? And uh, bring us up to speed since we last seen you and talked to you at uh, uh, Volusia. Um, yeah, it feels like we've, um, we're halfway through the season, as much racing as we've been doing. But um, uh, a lot has happened with uh, swapping, driving for this new team and then swapping cars and motors and um, and then running both tours right now and until we get to the conflicting point where uh, we got to make a decision what we're going to do but um we just finished up the uh the driving uh winter series uh finished second in points there and raced last night at um at modoc and in, in uh south carolina there and um uh they had a really good payout for for a small uh okay awesome so, yep. so Kyle, you mentioned about switching chassis and motors. Uh, so I'm presuming you're now back in your Longhorn. I think we might have lost Kyle's audio. You there? Are you there? Uh oh. There we go. There we go. Now there we got you it. Are. There you <laughs> are. But, um, yeah, we uh, we switched um, uh, from the rocket chassis to the uh, back to the Longhorns that I've been so comfortable in and um you know we really really struggled in those in the rockets and um ever since we got back in the longhorn we've we've had a lot of success and everything's been going going as planned you know i've been i've been in racing my whole life and central pennsylvania grew up and been around late models since i could shake a rattler um (laughs) One of the biggest events that any late model driver can win is at Volusia and win at one of the Gator Nationals for the for Speed Weeks. What was that like for you, putting yourself now in basically 
history in the history books and having your name live on for forever as a Gator Nationals winner at Volusia and having one of those awesome Gator trophies in your house. What's that for you or what's that mean? Um, it's definitely huge. And in uh, Volusia, we've, we really enjoy going down there and um, I've had so much success with the modified stuff. And I don't know how many guys have won Gators in two different divisions. Um, you know, I know there might be some guys that maybe McCready might've done it uh, in the Northeast big block modifieds and then uh, in the late models, but for us to do it in the UMP modifieds and then do it now in the, uh, in the super late models to get my first word of outlaw win there. And, uh, you know, and then get my second win there. My uh, second word of outlaw win there was, was really neat. So Volusia has become one of my favorite racetracks to go to and love going down there for speed weeks. But, uh, it's definitely uh, high up on the charts there for, for, uh, for the big wins. So, Kyle, that's awesome. Kyle, you mentioned the UMP modified, and, and you making the switch over from that to the late model. How much of a discipline change for you as a driver from the modified to the late model have you had to adjust? Um, it's a lot, actually. It's, um, you know, the cars are, are pretty much identical from, uh, from the, the roll cage or from where, you know, the cockpit back, uh, the rear suspension is very, very similar. And, um, but they drive completely different with the tire and motor package and, and downforce differences. The, when I was racing that modified there for, for a week at Volusia leading up to the late mile stuff. Um, you know, you, you really don't want to wheel spin at all and you got to ease in the corner and then, you know, easy in and hard off is, uh, you know, is how, how the modifies drive and then the late mods are complete opposite. It's like, you got to make up so much of your speed on entry. Um, you can, you drive in as hard as you possibly can and then you just try to maintain on exit. Wow, Kyle! I had an opportunity to watch you via Mav TV and Winter Nationals, which was my first experience watching any sort of dirt racing. And um, I, I really enjoyed seeing you get a win or two out there. And what, when you're running something like Winter, Winter Nationals, when you guys go in there for the for the event, how much? practice have you had ahead of time or do you even have any ahead of time um yeah you mean you usually like with with dirt racing it's uh sometimes they'll have enough most of the time it's just um saddle up and uh go out and get a couple laps of hot laps and then um start getting after it you know is there that's not uh you know it's it's not like we go most of the time go test places and and uh um, have a lot of laps at places, you know, ahead of time. I basically, Bill, it's uh, show up, unload, fuel <laughs> the car, make your small little changes. Your all the all the work is done in the shop. If you don't do your homework at the shop for dirt racing, the race yeah. is lost. From that's, the word uh, go, that's so true. Um, you know, a lot of times we say if you unload fast, you're going to be fast and. Um, 
you know, nowadays with spring smashers and all the technology that's into it, um, you know, you better have your uh, your stuff together when you unload. Because uh, usually when you start swinging for the fences with your adjustments, if you unload slow, you never get faster. 99% of the time, you just get worse. That's that, that, that's you. so true. So, Kyle, uh, you know, I know you're driving for somebody now. Um, what What's your schedule looking like, you know, for some big events? You know, the Rudiman, which is going to be down here at uh, Volusia this year. Do you have any – if no schedule conflicts, do you see yourself running the Rudiman? Um, I would love to. There's a lot of lot of races between now and then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I won the Rudiman race at, when it was at uh, Bubba's in Ocala and – um, was half tracking them at, uh, at Volusia and when we broke a motor. So, um, definitely want to go back and get a little redemption for that. Um, and I love modified racing, uh, you know, late model stuff is, is big business and a lot of pressure to perform and, and a lot of money and, uh, all that stuff. Um, but the, the modifieds are so much fun. So if I need, anytime I can jump back in the modified when schedule permits, I'm going to try to do it. So we, um, we hopefully we plan to go to Bristol with the modified and the late model, and um, and then I'd like to get down for the That's for sweet. the rudiment race if I can, and um, you know, and obviously all the stuff at Eldora um, is so important to me, um, and then also with with Boone, uh, Boone, which I've, I've had a lot of success with modified stuff. We're going there for the first World of Outlaw race ever in the history of Boone Speedway in, in Iowa, so. Uh, really excited about that, and then, um, like I said, the dream and the world. I've been hearing rumors that they might have two of each of them. So, uh, Eldor is a huge part of of my career, and love going there in any kind of vehicle I can. It, and Bill, when he mentions Boone, uh, Boone for a modified for UMP modifieds is like the Daytona 500 for NASCAR. If you win it, you have done something in, in modified racing. And I, I kind of believe, from my understanding, from some of our mutual friends, Kyle, I believe you got two of those wins there. Uh, it, correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Now we won back-to-back, and they get like 300 cars, three, 300 to 350 cars um, in one division. And there's 1,000 cars or over 1,000 cars there that race uh, throughout the week in, in all the divisions. So, um that used to be my, uh, you know, my favorite week of the year to go out to Boone Super Nationals and, um, you know, see all the people and, and go out there and race all week long. And, um, you know, I'm, I think I, I think that I'm the only me, myself and John Logue, who's been a huge mentor of mine, uh, I think are the only ones to ever win it back to back. Um, you know, because it's so tough and so much luck goes into it, and then you got to have a, a great race car on top of that. So, to be able to win it back to back years was huge, and people will always remember remember me as um, you know, super national and two time super national champion. Um, but yeah, it's it's almost like the Chili Bowl with the amount of cars that they get and and uh, the the type of event it is. So you mentioned the Chili Bowl. Any inkling to run the Chili Bowl? Uh, I'd love to. I absolutely would love to. My my parents, not so much. They they they, they remember all they remember about the Chili Bowl is that Tim McCready broke his back. It's, they don't they don't like me in midgets or sprint cars or um, 
or any of that stuff, uh, which growing up in, in central Pennsylvania, um, you know, is crazy that I've never drove a sprint car or a midget. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I'll do it at some point in time. Um, you know, this, this whole racing deal takes so much money, and I got so many great su- supporters that we try not to get spread too thin on uh, the stuff that we do full-time, you know, with trying to sprinkle in some, some dirt NASCAR races and um, and then stuff like the Chili Bowl. But um, I've talked to uh, multiple people about the Chili Bowl multiple times, and um, Kyle Larson and I are pretty good friends. So um, I've been wearing him out about him driving my modified sometime and then him, him getting me a Chili Bowl ride. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the Rudiman might be a good time for him to run that modified with a team car. Because uh, I do know, you know, when Joey Logano came out to run the modified there, you actually took him around and, and showed him a line. And, you know, he did fairly decent. You know, I, I was pretty impressed with how quick he picked up a, a, a modified. But um, you mentioned your parents, you know, and you from being from central Pennsylvania. Any idea of maybe possibly jumping in a northeast modified? and going back to the old stomping grounds there at Grandview Speedway and running the Freedom 76 one time and, and trying to make that show? Um, I'd love to. The, the North Modifieds have come uh, so far, and uh, they've, changed, they've changed so much since I left. I mean, I moved down south in 2006, um, so it's uh, – I've driven one, but um, yeah, I'd love to get get in one and and put a deal together. And um, when we come down, where all my northeast buddies come down for uh, for Florida Speed Weeks and Appalachia, I hang out with them every year. And and we, there's always talks of me jumping back in one. And um, I told Brett Hearn that you know he was calling me and and uh, and talked to me about suspension stuff throughout last year and. And I was trying to put a deal together with him, but we haven't quite uh, gotten uh, a whole deal put together. But uh, it's definitely a possibility and definitely something I'd like to do. Well, if you you do, Kyle, you're going to have to let me know because you'll be on my wife's favorite person list. Uh, You know, she's a Grandview kid, uh, you know, and Kyle, if somebody wants to reach out and support your team, you know, through helping you with buying a, a hat, a T-shirt, sweatshirt, or jacket, um, do you have a website or a, a way they can do that outside of the race? Um, yeah, we have uh, all of our social media stuff uh, on Twitter. It's uh, at Highside Tickler and then uh, Kyle Strickler Motorsports on Facebook. Um, and then there's links to my merchandise store, which um, – my wife and my my parents are uh, updating as we speak, uh, getting all the new stuff on there. Um, it was kind of a, a thrash and a rush to get everything done for Florida, um, but yeah, we have we should have the online store updated with all the new stuff and then a bunch of new merchandise coming out as well. But um, yeah, if anybody ever wants to jump on board, everything's appreciated and and. Um, would love uh, the support of the, the people that we don't get to see uh, when we're at the racetrack all the time. And uh, with running this World of Outlaw uh, tour, if, if that's the direction we go, I know that they do go up in that area a lot more. So I'm looking forward to like the Pennsylvania swing where I can see some of my old friends and family. <laughs> yeah, I bet you I, if you run the World of Outlaw tour, I, I, I think you're so excited to get back to PA and 
you know, finally get some normal PA food and, and have some that you're not used to being down there in, uh, you know, Mooresville, uh, like from Scrapple and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, Kyle, uh, I never knew you were from Pennsylvania. Didn't know that. And a good friend of ours, Mel, uh, she told me, she's like, no, he's from Pennsylvania. And from that moment, you're the only Pennsylvania guy in the world of Outlaws and Lucas Oil that would run full time. So myself and a couple other people are down here from PA. We gravitated right to you as a fan of yours. And, you know, your mom and dad are such super nice people and was always enjoyed talking to them when we would go up to the races and how nice they are. And, you know, definitely, guys, you know, our, our listeners, if you're listening, you get to a racetrack and you see it's for a Ward of Outlaws and Kyle's got his trailer there. Folks, it's not, it may, you may not think it means a lot, but buying a t shirt, buying a hat, buying a sweatshirt, a lot of that money does go to the team and help them support themselves getting to and from the racetrack. And it helps them as well, you know, with bills of, you know, maintaining the trucks and the trailers. So please, guys, go out and support those guys. They deserve it. And, you know, they put on a hell of a show for us week in and week out at the local racetracks when they come and, you know, I, I, I can't thank you, Kyle, enough for what you've done and how you, you know, coming on board. You are our first World of Outlaw guest. Uh, Heck so yeah. we want to thank you. And, uh, you know, how was – how everything has gone for you. We wish you the best of success. I know it's your mom's birthday. Uh, don't want to keep you on here too long. Definitely want to have you celebrate with your parents because they are such a big supporter of yours. And, you know, uh, I know you got some sponsors on there and I want – going to give you a chance to give them a plug and, and thank them for all their support with you while you're yep. right. So go ahead and uh, yep. like yours, uh, my friend. Yeah, and then like I said about the fans and people, especially when we get in the areas where people know me and my, my parents do run the uh, the merchandise trailer and my mom especially um, loves talking to people and uh, she will she will talk your ear off half the time but uh, they do love meeting new people and um, <laughs> you know I don't just have some random people running my my souvenir stuff it is my parents so uh, make sure you get out there and support them and and chat it up with them and um yeah with on, on the sponsor side of it i've had so many great people to help me throughout my uh, entire career and and been a lot of longtime sponsors um you know charlie donaldson and donaldson grading has been with me for a long time um and then g style transport uh bill stein shocks um, and now with this new team, uh, PCC Motorsports, it's a uh, professional concrete cutting and drilling. Craig and Shannon Sims um, picked me up in her. It's my first full-time ride to go run this tour and takes a lot of money and uh, a lot of hard work. But um, we're, uh, we're doing it. We've made it. It's taken me a little bit to get to this level, but uh, I'm super excited to, to be here and, and going to make the most of it for sure. Well, you know, Kyle, when uh, at the end of 2021, this year, when you are going to be crowned, because I, I have a feeling you are going to be the 2021 season champion for the World of Outlaws, you know, I just want you to remember that, hey, you know, I said this, when we get to Charlotte, where all the road ends for the World of Outlaws, mm-hmm. if you choose to go there, uh, just remember, uh, you know, I said uh, you were going to be the champion, and because you do carry yourself now as a champion, and uh, the way you talk with people, uh, you're second to none. And uh, some of the drivers need to need to realize how to talk with fans and how to talk with people because you do a hell of a job. And 
I can't thank you enough for the times you took with, with me and talking to me and, and some of the conversations we've had and, and coming yep, on our Absolutely. Show. Well, I still try to think of myself as the Pennsylvania boy that moved down south that wanted to make a, a living racing. And um, like I said, I had a lot of people that helped me get here and uh, believed in me. And um, when, when somebody, uh, um, you know, there's two ways to look at it. I, I love when people are supportive like, like yourself and, 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 um, do believe that I can pull this off. I don't think that anybody's ever won the national championship in their rookie season. Um, and then also, I love all the uh, all the haters that um, that say I can't do something. You know, all the all the dirt on dirt guys are giving me a, a tough time, saying there's no way in hell that I'll win the win the championship. So that just motivates us even more. Um, and and those guys are all my buddy. They they just like give me a hard time, but uh, that's definitely the goal. I want to go above and beyond. Um, you know, the expectations and we set the bar really high. So I think we can do it. And we got a lot of great people behind us and um, hopefully I'll be seeing you in Charlotte there and, and we will be the champion. I, I hope to be there when that happens. Cause when it happens, I'm going to walk up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then we'll have a nice, a, a nice beverage <laughs> after, but you know, um, your nickname, my wife just 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 yes. threw me a note from across the, the house, and mm-hmm. I'm surprised I caught it because she she's she didn't throw it very hard. She wants to know, uh, you know, her, your mom did tell her, but she don't remember, and neither do I. Um, your nickname, the high side took it. Uh, how in the how in the world did that come about? Um, well, oddly enough, it used to be the high side flyer which for the guy I was driving for when I first got my very first ride down, uh, down South, um, they came up with the, the high side flyer. Um, and, uh, I had a lot of buddies and, and I just moved down there and just getting, you know, it was the first time I was kind of hundred percent out on my own and bought my own house. And, uh, we used to have a lot of house parties and, and I had a drink that was the, the strickler tickler. And, um, you know, then I had a bunch of buddies that, you know, would say that, well, um, my friends from Iowa, uh, Boone, Iowa, uh, Tom Hughley and John Logue and, and uh, Joe Bush, all them guys that were out there, they were coming from Boone, Iowa to come hang out and watch me race um, in a modified. And um, we were having a few adult beverages in the shop there, and um, we got to talking and telling stories. And, and Tom Hughley, he gun, he uh, – uh, he decided then and there that the, the high side tickler was way better than the high side flyer. And uh, he actually put a piece of masking tape over my name on the roof and wrote the high side tickler. And, and then we went out and won that, that next race. And um, he actually grabbed the microphone in the winter circle and announced me as the high side tickler. Um, and then, you know, once word spread and, um, the high side flyer was definitely out when the high side tickler was in. We had we had people we had t-shirts that said the high side flyer on them, and people would come down and be so pissed that the t-shirts didn't say the high side tickler that we knew we were on to something. And uh, love it or hate it, it's a uh, it's a cool nickname that definitely gets my name out there. It is definitely interesting, and the first time I heard it was last year when you came down for the modifieds. And I was like, mm-hmm. the tickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and Mel wouldn't tell me the story. I asked her. I poked and prodded, and she wouldn't tell me. And 
And I even asked Aunt Lisa, and she wouldn't tell me either. And, you know, my wife asked your mom one night up at Volusia, and your mom told us a story, and I just totally forgot it. But you know what? It was a funny story that I wanted to hear again because I knew it was, that's the same story <laughs> your mom gave us, and, you know, I, I believe. Um, and, and it is funny, and, and it's stuck, and it is catchy, and it's it, it does for sure. And, and it's it is funny because some people absolutely hate it, and they're like, "That's the stupidest nickname I've ever heard." And then there's people that absolutely love it, you know. And um, <laughs> you got to stand out from the crowd, especially when we start when we were doing the Boone Super Nationals. You know, you go there, and there's 300, 350 other race car drivers. You got to do something cool that stands you out from the crowd. And um, that was right when the, the high side tickler started coming about, and um, I definitely lived that persona, so to speak, I love you know, it. Uh, with hanging out and interacting with the fans. And I want to, I want to be perceived as a, um, a man of the people and, and, uh, somebody you can watch the race and then come down and have a beer with in the pits afterwards. Uh, definitely. I definitely Heck think yeah. if you accomplish that, well, my friend, definitely think you do it. So. You know, we're yeah. going to, you know, we're going to let you go back to your, your family and everything because you guys being on the road so much with racing and everything. Uh, it is a, a very special day for you and your family, and your mom's birthday. Don't want to take up a lot of your time, Absolutely. but we. Happy birthday yes, to happy her. birthday, Miss Strickler. We, we uh, say hi from me and my, my wife, Jen, and uh, wish you got, wish you happy birthday. And we hope to see you. You know, we go up to Charlotte and I think we're going to hit up another uh, World of Outlaw race there in April. Uh, at at Bristol, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get to see you do uh, win another race. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to see you win two of them, and you know, so we hope to see that. And again, want to thank you very much for coming on on the radio with us, and uh, you know, wish you the best of luck this season, and uh, uh, let her rip right. up on the top and, uh, side, my we'll friend. See you up at Bristol, I'm really excited about that event. Uh, uh, I think we might actually go to the two Lucas races. Uh, for the first one, uh, but then the second one in April, the actual sanctioned Word of Outlaw event, um, we'll know a lot more what uh, what what we have in store there. The first one being unsanctioned, we don't we, nobody really knows what's how it's all going to go down, but um, definitely we'll be there in, in April and uh, hope to see you guys there. And if you ever want to have me on again, um, just let me know. I'd I'd be gladly to to come on again. Uh, we'll love to have you again, my All friend, right, as well. And uh, Kyle, again, thank you very much. And uh, you have a great weekend, and, and best of luck. Uh, your All righty. Thanks, guys. Friend. I really appreciate it. See you. Thank you. All right. Our pleasure. Well, Bill. Uh... <laughs> that was really – I learned a lot there. He and, uh... is the driver of the people, my friend. And – he really is. He's so well spoken. He he's you know he he was really really outspoken with us, and uh, it was a pleasure interviewing I, him. You know, I, I, I went out on the limb, and I'm 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 sticking to it. I picked Kyle to win the Morton Builders World of Outlaw Late Models. If he sticks with them, folks, I'm telling you, this man can drive. I've seen people drive race cars my whole life. I've seen talent. I've seen no talent. But this young man, he's not young. He's older than me, um, I believe. You know, he's, he's got it. He's got the right stuff. He knows what he's doing, and, and he can drive. And, you know, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. And, you know, the NASCAR race just ended, folks, at, 
That's what I was about to say. We can for once talk about some breaking news as it happens. How about William Byron? You know, a non-plate race win. Uh, he picks up Heck the yeah. win, and you know how. Let's. How about, I think we should claim partial responsibility because we were talking about how cool his paint scheme was. Yeah, it's the board. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, we definitely. Yeah, we could take claim for that. Uh, I, I think we could take some responsibility for this win right there. We're we're now his good luck charm. Um, I'm tempted to tweet him from from our account and say, "Hey, we were talking about you as the race was happening, and you went and won." So. Yeah, and, and you know, let's. I mean, let's and, not and, forget about our good buddy Michael McDowell. Yep. I, I didn't see where seven. he finished. Third top oh, ten in a row, man. This, this—he's got it happening here. You know, he—he's got this happening. This yep. is awesome. I see Mister H is there too, so that's yep. pretty awesome. Yep. Um, you know that—that's awesome to see Mister H back at the Tyler track. Reddick uh, finished but, but, second. He just needed a caution to catch him. But, you know, oh, six. And Truex edged Larson Excuse now. Excuse me, it wasn't seventh. Michael McDowell gets sixth. Yeah, there was some side-by-side racing there at the end. You saw um, Truex Jr. edge out Larson for third. So. Denny Hamlin finishes 11th after a late race uh, penalty. Bummer for him. I'm trying to see where Newman finished. Uh <laughs> I believe he was who was seventh. Um, okay, not bad. That was my pick in the fantasy league that yeah, we both do. I'm not sure who I did you have. Hamlin. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, this is redemption for me because we are last week in our fantasy Horrible league, uh, but my guy finished next to last. You know, but <laughs> hey, you know, congratulations to William Byron getting the win. He Absolutely. just showed that he can drive a race car outside of a plate race and. We all know he died when he got the lead. He 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 just drove yeah. away with it. He won by like three point five seconds. And, and you know what I'm going to say is his time with Chad Canales, whether they had a good mm-hmm. run or not, his time with Chad Canales, he, he learned, learned a lot, lot and he's going to be one to look out for. But I still think who we're gonna we're gonna crown as champion. It's not gonna, you know. I know you're a big Chase Elliott fan, my friend, but I don't. I I, am, I just I don't am. see us claiming, uh, crowning Chase as a back-to-back champion. I think we're gonna crown, you know, somebody new, not new as a not. Champion. I, I'm going. I'm gonna go out on a limb right now. Right now, I'm gonna say we're gonna be looking at a new champion, Michael McDowell. Wow, wow, that, that could be. I mean that. I mean, look at this. He he has been competitive three weeks in a row. I know it's really early. We're headed to Vegas. McDowell, you know, normally has a decent run there. I believe last year, the last couple of times, though, he got involved in a wreck that wasn't his. Um, if he keeps up this top ten, you know, week in and week out, he is going to be the person to be watching. I, I really expect to see a second win out of him before midseason. Could Ford actually put some backing behind him to propel that? That's the key, you know. You know, if he does this without Ford's, you know, backing, it, it's it, it's going to say a whole hell of a lot for that team. It is. 
a whole hell of Absolutely a lot is. because that's going to be, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be showing a lot of these teams, hey, you don't need manufacturer backing to do this. No, nope. but it helps. And, and but it helps. It does help. It does help. Um, so I, I'm, he's going to be my, 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 my person to keep an eye on this season because he, he's come out of the gate super strong. And it wouldn't surprise me to be talking about this, you know, talking in November, you and I, and looking back at this show and saying, well, you know, we were, I, I'd be able to say, hey, I was right week three. Um, <laughs> at that point, I would probably wish I had put some money on it right. in Vegas after week three. So, <laughs> Excuse me. but you know what? Here's my pick. And I know you ain't gonna like it, and I know you're gonna give me give me some a ration of it. But here's my Kyle no, Bush. No, no. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna okay. go with a Chevy driver, okay. though. Let's hear it. Yeah. Who? And I'm gonna go with a Hendrix driver. Who? But it ain't gonna be Bowman. And, it ain't gonna be Chase. It's gonna be Byron. Even though I know you're a huge Chase fan, and I'm gonna get a lot of heat for it, folks. It's not because I don't like Chase. The way, <laughs> and I'm, it is Byron. This kid had a chance to pick and get all the information from a seven-time champion crew chief. If yeah, that's absolutely. Worth you know what. This young man will be a champion. Everybody seems to think because Bowman inherited the the forty eight that he's automatically going to be running as good as Jimmy did. It don't work that way. He did have some good run. He did have a good run, but he he did. But it don't work that way when you when, when just because you stepped into somebody's ride, you know, it's not an automatic, you know. Oh, here you are. You're going to be winning races like he did. Doesn't work that way, folks. And let's give a shout-out to our good buddy, Garrett Smithley, finishing 31st. Uh, our, yeah, it's a tough buddy, night Josh for him. Malicki finishing 33rd. Uh, great, you know, uh, really extremely underfunded teams. Great job, guys. Uh, you, you guys are, you know. Absolutely. Keep trucking along. You're going to get there. Front row motors. Front row was just like, you I'm know, Scott. you guys and – now look at them. Yep. Well, Scott, before we get out of here, we'd be amiss for uh, you not to mention all of our sponsors. Yeah, let's like uh, again do. give a shout out to our good buddy, Jonathan Morrissey from Richmar Florist. Thank you, Jonathan, for being with us and staying behind, behind us as we went through all this. And when we started this with the pandemic, uh, got to give a shout out to my boss, Nick, uh, with Platinum Elite Stays. Uh, we are powered by Monster Reservations Group. We do vacation packages. So, folks, if you're looking for a vacation and, and you don't, don't want to pay retail rate, folks, give you know shoot us a message on our Facebook page. We'll put you in contact with our sponsors uh, who have those services, either flowers or, or vacations. And we'll put you in contact with them, we'll get, and we'll give you a discount code for that uh, for both of them that we have going on. So. Uh, folks, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank again all our frontline workers for getting us through this pandemic and bringing us everything we need. Uh, you know, and, and folks, you all be safe out there. And we'll see you at Let's... a racetrack soon. 
See you in the racetrack right. soon, folks. Good night.